Hello and welcome to worship on Sunday the 4th of October. Whether you are somebody who has worshipped with us since you were a baby, whether you're somebody who's joined us in more recent years, or whether you're somebody who has never set foot in our building but join us regularly in this space, or maybe this is your first time, doesn't matter, you are welcome. Let's join together now in prayer as Vari, our student, leads us. Let us pray. Loving and ever-present God, whether we come together for worship this morning, this afternoon, or catch up at another time, we pray that you will reveal yourself to us, that you will make yourself known in the words of our prayers, in the message Amanda brings, and that we see you for who you truly are, a loving and limitless God. We know that your love has no boundaries, yet we so often fail to appreciate the astounding breadth, height and depth of your love for us and the lens to which you will go to, to make us your own. We sometimes forget just how much you care and struggle to accept the extent of your love for us. In this unsettling time of doubt, worry, fear and longing, you are the light of the world coming among us and you call on us to seek out the light of your kingdom. Yet sometimes the darkness of doubt comes over us. The shadow of past failures haunts us and the fear of the unknown threatens to overwhelm us. At times our confidence is shaken and our ability to place our trust in you is weakened. Our reasons come readily and sound so reasonable to us. Forgive our closed minds, our fearfulness. Help us to look squarely at the challenges, at the things that worry us and cause us to be fearful. Afraid even to try. Afraid really to trust you. Forgive us, loving God. Stand by us, God of all power. In your gentleness and kindness, and in your wisdom and strength, renew us. Grant us your peace and help us to know your joy. Renew us with your loving touch and set us free to live and love as your people. Help us to ask for your help and to know what it is to receive it. Help us to knock at the door of your kingdom and to know the welcome you offer to all. Eternal God, as the ways we engage with you feels different 
and sometimes distant. May we take this time to feel you ever-present, holding out the hope of your everlasting love. Amen. Thank you, Vary. We are not the only ones in recent weeks who have been working out how to reopen. A few weeks ago, the steam railway down in the town centre reopened as well. And here's Fraser with our story of the week. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. So, as you can probably guess, I, uh, I'm going fishing. Uh, no, I'm actually working at the railway today. So, I'll see how it goes. Just signalman coming down. Now, you might not see all of us in uniform today, but that's because we're all actually making sure we all know what we're doing. So, the purpose of these shakedown turns is to make sure that we're all trained and competent make sure we don't have any issues and if we do have any issues at least it's on a practice day. As you can see everything's pretty much the same apart from our empty car park which is a bit depressing but we've got all our coaches are looking a wee bit worse for wear just because we've not been able to come down and do as much work as we'd like to. Like we've only been getting down the last month or so because we've been allowed to put because of the lockdown but here is our lovely new painted coach this has been this is the newest one to be painted got a lovely message for you. Well, as you can probably tell, I'm now on the platform. Um, we're just about to have our first departure, the 419. We've got two engines on today. We've got number one, which is often here, Thomas, the 419 quick nickname we call Hayman. <laughs> see I'm now inside the steam shed. This is number 19 and uh, number 19 is getting a full retube which I have a little part playing in. So basically that involves removing all the tubes from the boiler and putting new ones in because they're all rusty and kept bursting. So, so there's a little overhaul for her. As you can see these are the lockers and the blue striped one that looks a bit like Thomas is obviously mine. So on this side of the shed we have Percy. Percy's getting a new paint job so he can look nice and shiny for Thomas Weekend. So hopefully he'll be green again soon. These are the frames for number 20 which is an engine we're overhauling. The boiler at the back there belongs to number 7 and that's his frames there. Hopefully we will at some point in the future. In the middle there are the wheels for the AF and there's the frames for up the back. The AF came from Turkey but was built in Glasgow and was sent over during the war. So this is Alan, this is my conditioner between the pipes, so basically he's my guard coordinator and currently we're learning, well I'm learning how to do a couple of air brakes for the train. So as you can probably see, we are right underneath all the lovely, I'm not even going to tell you what that is, but uh, all the way under the coaches. And that's our buckeyes, this is what connects the coaches together. 
so everyone can travel safe and soon. So I'm now just arrived in my guard van. It's my bag there. I thought it's some paperwork. This is our timesheet, so we've got our local number in and everything. So today as well, we have now been treated to having a Class 37 diesel on the last train with a steam engine on the other end as the line has been split in half because of our landslide. So we've got to have two train, well, one train and two locomotives. At the moment, I've just filled in all my paperwork. I won't show down there because it's got the names of the drivers. But it's, as you can see, it's 244 tonne, the weight of the train. I'm just going to do a wee brake test. So the brake's climbing up now, so this is vacuum brakes. So it's almost at pressure. And once it's at pressure, what we'll do is pull the emergency brake. This is to test the brake, so you'll see the needle drop. So at the end of the day we get cold up. We used to have a, a conveyor belt to do it, but we found it's easier to actually do it with a, a JCB. Makes it a lot easier. It means we can get more coal in and it's a lot less man labour for us to do ourselves. So it's good to make it a wee bit easier. It's not really loud for the folk in the cab though, but so much easier. This engine here that's sitting out, that's a bit that's sold and it's going to another railway. So Maybe the last time you even see it on site. This is them about to pour their coat. Most of it goes in. So now I'm going to be uncoupling the class 37 and the coaches. Warning, do not look at the bold spot, try and look at the uncoupling. So as you can see, I'm working on the red brake line to split that apart. The purpose of splitting the brakes is so that the engine cannot move, as when the brake lines are open like this, the engine can't release its own brakes. So basically it's a safety measure to make sure the engine can't move whilst I'm in between it. So I've now just shut off the valves for the yellow air brake line, so now I can disconnect that as well as there's still air flowing through it. But the red line remains open so the engine cannot move. Once I've hung the brakes up, I'll start working on the coupling. The coupling is quite a heavy bit of kit, but don't worry, a strong man like me will be able to move it. It is quite a dirty job, most of the time you can do these couplings from standing up, but in between the diesels, um, it's a bit tighter, so I prefer to go on my knees due to the fact that I put on a, a couple of pounds over lockdown, it's a wee bit too tight for me. So once I've got this uncoupled, I'll unhook it, and then I'll drop it back down so it's resting against the diesel. Once I've done that, I'll hang the air brakes away and then that should be it done. So we are now in the back of the yard. So here's our class 20 diesel locomotive. And then we've got a diesel engine sitting on a pallet ready to get overhauled. We've also got Daisy, the DMU sat there. So I hope you've enjoyed my videos. Uh, this little video here is 419 pulling out the DMU with my friend Taylor driving. If you do have any questions, feel free to give me a message or ask any. So, once again, 
I hope you all stay safe and we will be back in operation at some point in the future. But at the moment it's just training for the staff. But please be careful on the light side as the trains are still running. So I hope you've enjoyed the wee video and uh, see you again soon. Oh look, it's me! I wonder how many of us remember the song from the 1980s that a band or a group called The Firm sang. Um, I remember it from when I was a wee girl. I'm not going to sing it for you, but I'll tell you what the um, what the the first verse was. It was. Star trekking across the universe on the Starship Enterprise under Captain Kirk. Star trekking across the universe, always going forward because we can't find reverse. A parody on Star Trek, taking many of the popular lines from the original characters in the show, ranging from there's Klingons on the starboard bound. Scotty saying, you can't change the laws of physics. Captain James T. Kirk saying, we come in peace, shoot to kill. And Dr. Spock saying, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Captain, you can see why I'm not going to get a job on the stage. But they turned it into a fun song. And for some reason, that song has been going round and round and round in a bit of a loop in my head over recent weeks. And over the past months, particularly those word, words of Spock's, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it, have resonated with me. Who would have thought that as we started this year, how it would have unfolded? Who would have guessed as winter moved into spring and March and we began to adjust to lockdown and all that it meant, that we would have still been dealing with restrictions and the threats of further lockdowns all of these months later as autumn moves into winter. It's been a year of losses, a year of changes, a year of adjusting and readjusting and of taking stock and perhaps learning to appreciate the simple things. It's life, but not like we've ever known it before. Over the past months, Church too has also adapted to these changes. We moved online immediately in March and in recent weeks we've been experimenting again with live worship at our first in-person service as we reopened our building and then last week at our drive-in harvest celebration. And I think we could all add an extra verse to that song that I started with. Instead of it's life gym, maybe we could say it's church gym, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Let's hear God's word read for us today by Moira. The reading today is from Acts 2. Reading from verse 42 to verse 47. They spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and the prayers. Life among the believers. Many miracles and wonders were being done through the apostles, and everyone was filled with awe. All the believers continued together in close fellowship and shared their belongings with one another. They would sell their property and possessions and distribute the money among all, according to what each one needed. Day after day they met as a group in the temple, and they had their meals together in their homes, eating with glad and humble hearts, 
praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Every day, the Lord added to their group those who were being saved. Amen. And may God bless the reading of his word. These words from Acts follow Peter addressing the crowd on that first Pentecost after the Holy Spirit had come upon the disciples in tongues of fire. Peter approaches, sorry, Peter preaches to the assembled crowd and tells them the gospel, the good news of Jesus of Nazareth, who'd made God known to them through wonders, miracles and signs, of how he'd been handed over to the Jewish officials and put to death on the cross, and of how God had raised him from the dead. And Peter told them, that this Jesus who'd performed these miracles, wonders and signs and who'd announced the coming of the kingdom of God was in fact the long-awaited Messiah whom God had promised to them and that he, Peter and the other disciples present were witnesses to this. The people gathered, listened and when they heard Peter talk they asked Peter what they should do. Peter said, repent and be baptised. And so they did repent and they were baptised. And Luke's account and Acts tell us that that day 3,000 were added to their number. And then we hear today what happens next. That they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer, selling their goods and possessions and giving to any in need. The church was born. The church which has existed in many different forms, in many different guises, all across this world since. In 2002, the American author Bill Hybels wrote this about the church. Its beauty is indescribable. Its power is breathtaking. Its potential is unlimited. It comforts the grieving and heals the broken in the context of community. It builds bridges to seekers and offers the truth to the confused. It provides resources for those in need and opens arms to the downtrodden, the disillusioned. It breaks the chains of addiction, frees the oppressed and offers belonging to the marginalised of this world. There is nothing like the local church when it's working right. Because quite simply, the local church is the hope of the world. The church. And here, Hybels isn't talking about the global, universal church. Instead, Hybels is talking about the local. The local church. You and I. A raggle-taggle band don't be offended, of those called a mixture of people from different backgrounds, different here and nows, from different perspectives and political persuasions. All of us responding to God's call to turn away from our old ways and to make an active decision once and every day since to follow Christ, extending his hands, his feet, his words, and sharing God's love, the love that Christ shared, God's love with the community around us and helping to bring in God's kingdom. 
And so then this church, it's not bricks and mortar. It's not that big austere steeple that I can see here from my living room window. It's not recognised on a map or on, a, or on the horizon by a steeple or a cross. No. Rather, this church is people. You and I, we are the church. And church is when we gather, the people of God, a community of faith, and celebrate and are witnesses to what God has done and is doing through Christ in each one of our lives. Community like we've experienced in the past pre-lockdown. Community like we have experienced even during lockdown. Community as we're experiencing now here in our online Sunday Reflections, as we've experienced over the weeks in our Zoom cafe, like we experienced two weeks ago as we reopened the doors of the building, and community as we saw it last week in our cars and online at Harvest at the Farm. A community of prayer, committed to praying for one another and for our community. A community of fellowship, sharing with one another where we see God at work in our lives. A community committed to reaching out and sharing the good news of Christ with others. Transforming lives, loving and serving our community. From November, our Kirk Session have decided to reopen the old Kirk building in line with the Scottish Government guidance. It'll be open on 230 on the first Sunday of each month, as long as it's safe to do so, for a short time of in-person worship. Does this mean, though, that we're just going back to the way that things were? No. This isn't about going back to church or going back to the way things were. Perhaps if this, if this time of lockdown and, and the time since has taught us nothing else, then it's taught us that change is here to stay. That we are now, whether we like it or not, in a period of continuous change, substantial change. I've asked before in these days of change, what does it mean for us to be and do church in these times? Is it the traditions that we associate with attending church? Is it the people gathered around us that make it church? Is it the building that makes it church? Or the words spoken? I think Luke has put it perfectly for us in the account of the early church that we had read for us today. Church is when, wherever we are together, physically in one place in a building or scattered, but gathered on phone or online, praying together for ourselves, for each other and for our world. It's where we hear the words of the gospel proclaimed. It's where we witness to what God is doing in and through our lives. And it's where we reach out to share the good news of the gospel with everyone, helping everyone in need and transforming lives. Does that just happen once a week for an hour in a building or for half an hour once a month? Absolutely not. I've always understood the church as the body of Christ. You and I, not a building, but the people of God here in this place, 
called to bring God's message of love and forgiveness and reconciliation into our community, not just as something set aside for a Sunday morning, but for 24-7 living. And so you, you in your living room, on your sofa, in your kitchen, at your dining room table, or maybe cosy wrapped up in your bed, wherever you are, that I'm talking to you now, you are church. You're Bones Old Kirk in your place. You are Christ to those around you. And so who can you pray for? Who can pray, who can you ask to pray with you? Where are you seeing God at work in your life? How is your day, how is your life, how is it being transformed by Christ working in you just now? How will you come alongside? Who, or who will you come alongside? And when the time is right, share the good news with. Who needs your help? We didn't cease to be or do church on the 22nd of March when we shut the doors of the old kirk. And we don't begin to become church again when we reopen them next month. On the contrary, perhaps during this time, we've learned most what it means to be church and do church. And as we journey on together, may we enjoy fellowship with one another whether it be gathered online or gathered in a building. And may together we learn what it means still to be the church of God, to be the church of Christ, to be the church of the Holy Spirit, one God, three in one. To be the church, living and moving and sharing God's love. Oh,
for others. Let's pray. Father, as we look at this world around us, we lift it into your hands. We think in particular of those in places where there is war and strife. And we pray that those who live there with no peace. The cessation of war. And everything else that peace means. That all would be well. That there would be an end to hunger. That there would be plenty for all. We pray for those who are displaced. Whether through the breakup of a family or a home. Or because of the loss of income. Or poor mental health. We pray also for those who have left a home in search of a better and safer place to live. We pray for all those who are journeying across land, across borders, across sea, in search of refuge. Lord, when they reach the place of their destination, may they be welcomed and may they find the sanctuary that they're looking for. And so, Father, we pray for governments, for those at home and abroad. We pray for leaders 
that they may lead and guide with wisdom, with mercy, with justice, seeking the good of those whom they serve. We pray for our government at Holyrood and at Westminster as they seek to navigate the course through the current global pandemic and to decide and weigh up all of the different decisions about the best course of action to take to save people, to keep the economy afloat and to keep the NHS running smoothly. Lord, give them strength, give them wisdom. We pray also for those in our own community who each day are going above and beyond to help those in need. And we give thanks for them. We pray for our schools, for our teachers and other staff who work in them, for our pupils and for the families associated with them. We give you thanks for the term that has passed. We ask your blessing upon them as they enjoy a time of rest and renewal over half term. Father, keep them safe and may they know times of fun and rest together. We pray for those in our community who are ill, whether they're at home or in hospital. And we pray that, that you would know that they would know your healing hand upon them and would know what it means to be well. Whatever that wellness looks like. Father, for those who have been bereaved, for those who have lost someone dear to them, we ask that they would sense and know your love in the spaces left behind and that they would know your love wrapped around them like a blanket as loved ones from near and far show their love for the person lost and their care for those who are left. Father, each one of us comes to this time with our own thoughts, with our own cares, with our own prayers, heavy upon our hearts. And so in the silence of this place, in the peace of this moment, we offer them to you now in the knowledge that you hear them.
Father, thank you that you hear these prayers, for we offer them together with our offering. As a token of all that we offer, our time and our talents, together with our money, in the work of bringing your kingdom in. And Lord, as we offer them, we join our voices together. As together we say the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you to everybody who's taken part this week, to Vary for her, her prayers as we opened our worship this morning, uh, to Moira for our reading and to Fraser for our story of the week. And thank you also to Barry for putting everything online for us uh, and joining all of those bits of video together for us. Over the next couple of weeks, some of us in the Old Kirk team are going to be taking some time of well-earned rest. I'm going to be off for the next two weeks. And at the moment, there's no such thing as pulpit supply. And so what's being suggested is that I encourage you during the time when you would normally tune into our online, online reflections, which won't be online for the next two Sundays, that instead you maybe find something else and a church somewhere else to join in worship with. I can point you in the direction of Falkirk Trinity, who have online worship each Sunday, just as we do. It would be available on their Facebook page. I can point you to St Andrew's Bonnes, who have a live service every Sunday morning, but again, you can watch it on their Facebook page. The Grangemouth churches worship together each Sunday morning, and again, their service is able to view from Facebook. You probably also find these services on their church websites and I encourage you over the coming week to have a look and see what's out there for Sunday, for next for the next two Sundays. There are also churches the length and breadth of the country who are doing worship online just as we are still. And so maybe you'll tune in somewhere else, uh, maybe Hopeman and Spiney, way up in uh, near Elgin where one of my friends Jenny leads worship online, just as we do, uh, or perhaps, um, oh, the name of it's gone right out of my head, Dornoch Cathedral with the Right Reverend Susan Brown, or perhaps you would like to tune in live to Sanctuary First's service on a Sunday afternoon, and that again is broadcast live on their website and live on their Facebook page. So there are lots of different options out there. These are just one or two. There's also St Maddow's um, up in Perthshire and there's also um, Fullerton Connections down in uh, Irvine. And so there are lots and lots of different options for worship. And so I invite you just 
over the next two weeks to experiment, to find somewhere else uh, to, to join in worship, to worship with another worshipping community, just as we are doing online and just as others do from other places and join us. And I hope you find something that enables you to worship, uh, to worship God over these next two weeks while I'm on holiday. And who knows, maybe you'll end up tuning into the same service that I do, but I'm not giving it away which one. As we leave this time and this space, may you go knowing the living God who holds you, who breathes life into you and who sustains you. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you today, tomorrow and forevermore. Amen. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find So bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul Worship His soul Yeah.